friends today on the podcast we have anna rapport who is a marriage and family therapist who specializes in training with sex therapy who works with clients who struggle with sexual side effects after cancer treatment couples close to separating sexual dysfunction and performance therapy how you doing anna i'm doing good how are you i'm good uh do you mind talking a little bit about you and your practice yes so um my main mission is to help individuals and couples um, bridge the gap between Im- intimacy and reach uh, a new level of um, sexual satisfaction in their life and in their relationships. Um, so I sort of established my own practice right out of school. And um, something that really spoke to me was in school I did a lot of research about um, the sexual side, of side effects of cancer and how it affects um, relationships, and it just grew from there. And uh, I connected with a chiropractor who did uh, breast cancer. So he offered me space, and he was like, come. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay, <laughs> sure. So that's how it started. <laughs> <laughs> so how? So you mentioned cancer there. Um, do you have somebody in your family that had cancer? Is that why you were drawn to that, or how did that come to no, be? No. Um, how did it I think I just did a research paper, and I found out that there's, like, hardly any um, research out there to help um, individuals and couples regain sexual functioning from some type of um, cancer that affects your sex organs, like breast cancer, cervical cancer, or uh, prostate cancer, testicular cancer. Um, There are studies out there that show there are, like, huge sexual side effects that go into all of the treatments, and the doctors don't tell any of their clients about it or their patients about it, and then they have these major changes to their sex life and their function, um, and they don't know what to do with it. So that's sort of how I grew my practice is to get the word out there to let people know that there is help and that to also connect with doctors to let doctors know that we need to be talking to people about this and they Mm -hmm. need to be able to find the resources to um, connect sexually. Now, is there a class that you take that is like sexual therapy class in college, or what certify you to be a <laughs> sex therapist? So, um, my master's program. So, I'm a marriage and family therapist just by training, and and in my uh, coursework, you could take two different tracks. There was a sex therapy track, and then there was a track that you could take for. Um, Children, I think, children and families. Um, and my passion has always been with um, sexuality and, and sex therapists, so I chose this specific school for the sex therapy tract. Um, but to get certified, 
there's uh, like additional coursework and you have to um, be under supervision and all of that to sort of say that, hey, I am a certified sex therapist. So there's an actual class for sex therapy? Yeah. What was What is that like? Is there, <laughs> I'm what just curious. Like? I'm just curious um, what it's like. <laughs> this is like normality to me. So. Yeah, yeah. So say <laughs> you were Tremaine or me just going to this class. What, what would we expect? Or what could we expect? So this is an interesting topic. We to to um, everybody that that takes marriage and family therapy um, degree, they have to do a SARS, which is a, a sexual assessment reassessment, mm-hmm. and it's a whole day where they expose you to all of this sexual content. Mm-hmm. Um, there are videos, and and it's a really just a day for you to focus on how you respond to different sexual content. Okay. Um, Shit, I said everything. I saw everything. So I, I show a lot else. of w- weird uh, sex fetishes on here just to get Tremaine, <laughs> just to shock him. Yeah. So the the first one is for everybody. The second one is for the sex therapy tract, mm-hmm. and that one you you just see everything. They want to introduce you to everything. So if a client comes to you and they're like, "I have sex with mm-hmm. cows," you're not like having this crazy type of response that right. like it sort of desensitizes you. What's the, what's the most abnormal thing that you've seen in, when in you were in school? In my practice or in school? Let's go with school first, just because we're on that subject. Gosh, nothing is weird to me anymore. Um, but there had to have been one day where you're sitting in class like, whoa, somebody does this? Um, I would have to say I had the most strongest reaction to bestiality, which is like sex with the animals. Um, I'm an animal lover myself. Mm-hmm. So, and they actually like show you videos of mm-hmm. this in school and like you talk about it so you don't have these intense reactions. But um, yeah, and I've been exposed to a lot of things. Like I, I went to a dungeon and, and seen like things like that. And I would say that the, what I would say my limit, right? Everybody has a limit. Mm-hmm. My limit is um, the baby play that they have, um, which I can understand and I can see clients with it, but it's something that I just can't. Um, what is baby play for yeah, that's me just... and everybody else that doesn't know what that is? Is that the same thing? That's uh, like dressing baby. up in diapers. Oh, like... bigs and littles. Yes. Um, Tremaine saw that. He was he was down with that. He liked that. I wasn't down with it. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, so you can actually like practice this in and around Philadelphia and many, many different places. You can participate in this activity. And I went to um, a dungeon where they had this type of behavior. And I get it. People are into stuff. And when you say you went to a dungeon, was there like a – somebody walking around like and this is where we do pup play and this is where we do bigs and littles or what do you you mean by dungeon yes um similar to what you were saying but just a little bit different um there is like an information like table where you can ask questions and like there's particular rooms there's one room for rope play there's another like main dungeon where people can um just do BDSM type of things where there's like posts and stuff. So you can actually um, engage in play with other people. They have fire play there. There was another room for um, wrestling. And then there was like the baby play room where people could like, they had like a story time and like people would dress up and um, get in touch with their like infant 
pleasures and things like that. <laughs> See, I'm very vanilla. We've talked about this. Tremaine's not vanilla. He's probably black. He well, yeah, of course. <laughs> he, he probably knows what all these things are, but I mean, we talk about like everyone's like sexual side on the show, so that's I've shown and I've shown him a bunch of things. Have you heard of all these kind of plays? Yeah, everything she was saying. Yeah, fireplay but, is that just where you just no that one? I about to say not. That's not. I never heard of. Is that just where they're into like blowing fire? I don't really know what it could be. No, so it can be like a mix of like cupping and then just like fire play, lighter play. Okay, you know? gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, would you say that you know because you are a sex therapist? Would you say that this is the most important part of a relationship? Sex. <sighs> So there is a, t- a statistic out there that is like um, if sex is okay and not problematic in your relationship, it's, it's like 0%, right? But if sex is a difficult point and sex isn't like where you guys are matching, it accounts for like 80% of the dissatisfaction in your relationship. So when it's going not perfect or when it's problematic, mm. it's very problematic. Yeah, I, I could see that being like, well, I can't satisfy or I can't do this thing at home. So that would be something that would weigh on my mind a lot. But yeah. but, but off of statistics, um, taking away statistics, what do you think? Um. Well, I and I am super sex positive and just like fluid in the way that I think about sex. So <laughs> for me, I've built a whole practice around this. So I'm like, yeah, it's important. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. I'll just make it sure. So do you? are you in a relationship? Yes. And are you? how long have you been with this person? Oh, quite some time. Quite some time? Yeah. So you guys are pretty sexually active and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. Now, does he satisfy you the way you need to be if you're, uh, like, from you knowing a lot? You're like a level like, 10 sex god. <laughs> you know, it's, I never tell people what I do. I can imagine, I can imagine I going to a bar. I never what I do because, first of all, when, when men hear that, they're like, either like, you're some kind of nymphomaniac or yeah. like, that's the first thing I would have. I'm scared of her. She's some crazy freak. So I, I tend to not tell. Or people like overstep their boundaries sexually and will just Agreed. like get Agreed. out of control with Agreed. it. So I tend to err on the side of I'm a therapist. And right. once I get to know you that I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every time we have a guest on, we go out and get a different beer based upon that guest or what we know about that best that guest. Sorry. So we have two different beers here. We have Life Coach by Concha Hawk and Brewing Company. She'll be a sponsor. Because obviously you do coach people in your day to day life, <laughs> and then there's passion fruit by Troags should be a sponsor because you do try to bring the passion back in people's I, lives. I, I agree. Would you like to try either of them? You do not drink. I don't drink. Okay, <laughs> Tremaine, which one do you want? Go for the passion fruit. I'm, pa- I'm, yeah. I'm the passion. He, he sounded very hesitant with it. Yeah, I'm scared. He's not a big beer guy. If you can't tell, he has a bottle of liquor in his lap. <laughs> Not bad. I actually like it. You don't drink at all? No. Hardly ever. I've I'm seen... like a sissy drinker. When it comes to drinking, I'm like Malibu Bay Breeze, and that's about yeah. <laughs> as crazy as I get. <laughs> How's that one, Tremaine? Um, Is it very fruity? No. like Oh, he's okay. Say the word. Citrus. Citrusy? Thank you. Normally, every episode, I have a word that I stumble on for no reason. It'll be like... 
a very common word. I'm like elephant. I'm like, how do you? <laughs> and then I'll go through it three times. I go, you know what? I give up. Elephant. I don't know the word. And I'm probably going to say it wrong, so I'm going to say that. Truck. <laughs> so um, you do deal a lot with uh, performance and sexual dysfunction. Yes. Now, those are probably my favorite clients. Now, favorite why? <laughs> <laughs> Clinically. Clinically. The most. You see the most. Um, progress and the most improvement in this population now when somebody says sexual dysfunction or performance problems they almost always think i would almost always think of men mm-hmm. now do you see just as many women with this problem or is um it- it's i see women with desire difficulties and um painful sex when what's they- up with the painful sex John? tell me about that i want to know about that is that more later in hold life? on real quick <laughs> now painful sex now is that the sex when you have sex and every time you put it in they yeah. everything okay what's what's yeah. talk like about pain, that real quick. most of the time it's pain with penetration um it can sometimes um it can be medical in nature and then other times it can be like mental and body reaction to anxiety and stress caused from being afraid sexual trauma maybe um, they're talking heavy like they're not afraid and then when the moment happens they it hurting. Is it the same ordeal? <laughs> a little different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's because I, I don't want no excuses for them. Because this is the thing is that they always boost themselves up all the time, and then when you're in the moment, it's always a painful thing. And now I don't want to continue now because the both parties ain't enjoying it. Right, it becomes a negative. And they experience. act like they enjoy it though, and that's what also makes me un. Attractive. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's just Especially like, in the situation. They, I got to get up and say, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. Okay, so um, when you have couples in there and they fall out of lust, what do you think works the best to get that spark back? Hard work and effort. What um, if something like that when we, like? when we When we say lust, let's define that a little bit. So... When they fall out of it, they're not attracted to each other anymore. They don't enjoy the sex like they once did. You mean like passion? The passion is yeah, the passion. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, So some of that is just normal relationship fluctuations, right? When we first get into a relationship, we're full of all of these natural endorphins and um, chemicals that are released from our brain. It's very similar to like cocaine, Mm -hmm. the response that you get from being in a newly... Um, engaged experience but once you get comfortable with somebody those chemicals are not the same so partly it's chemical and then the other part is like you just get comfortable with the person Mm -hmm. right and if you're not like constantly reinventing new sexual patterns new things to try and not really sort of seeing eye to eye emotionally emotionally has um a big part in there but if you guys aren't sort of seeing eye to eye or reinventing things and it is going to sort of start to fall off. Right. I mean, my previous relationship, uh, she never would try anything new, and it drove me crazy. And that probably that's probably why I'm so vanilla. Like, three years of my life was, like, wasted sexually. Mm-hmm. But now I have a great girlfriend, Ashley. So vanilla, what does that mean? I don't try a lot of things. Oh. So, Bro, we've already wh- been over so this what one. is chocolate? I don't understand. Like, I want to understand. No, there's not, uh, vanilla, there's no opposite? Chocolate. Vanilla is just like you're very plain. So they don't got the opposite of that. The opposite would probably be kinky. you. Yeah, kink. Like, you're okay. kinky. Okay, gotcha. Same hey. as. <laughs> you're very kinky where I'm not as kinky. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, and those are terms that we use, like vanilla versus kinky sex. I just vanilla. don't understand why vanilla got thrown in there. It's just so plain. It's, it's just a plain. That's plain. the most like stupidest word out of all words to make as that. That's what I'm saying. That's very common use. It's like very still vanilla. Well, what do you want to call it? Yeah, what do you want to call me sexually? Go ahead, Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to say about my sex life, babe? Get over here. <laughs> I thought it was just two things. You kinky or you're boring. I thought it was just two <laughs> Babe, we have boring sex. No, it's just two things. That's what I mean. Oh, you got Ashley up. She's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. But she's teaching you, though. That's the yeah. thing. So uh, Ashley is definitely the teacher in this relationship. Uh-huh. I can't get into it. There you go. I don't... See, when he says that, it makes it sound like <laughs> bad. I'm not, we have great listen, sex. I'm not coming at y'all. I'm just saying. No. I've definitely added sprinkles and okay. caramel okay. sauce. I got and you. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not poop play. <laughs> <laughs> she says there's no poop play here. But yeah, when we first met, I would be like, "Have you ever tried this?" Be like, "No, this, this, this." Now I'm like, oh, "Okay." I'm, I just got into lubes with her. They're amazing. <laughs> I love lube. <laughs> I'm very again. What did you call bored? So his thirties will be a different. Experience. Yeah, I just turned thirty recently, so my thirties are my sex years. Yes, exactly. They exactly. Are. Exactly. I feel like the twenties. Well, he, you had sex don't really do early. Don't do that to me. Wait, I'm, you had sex really early. Okay, so what does that? Why I'm you, saying why I had sex that later. <laughs> because we're talking about sex. Okay. You had sex early on, and I had sex later. Okay. What's early? What was it? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. So there's twelve, I think. Okay. What's the? Jeez, that's really young. What's the youngest you've heard about someone having sex? Shit, they can go younger than that. Do they? Shit. I mean, as a man, though, I feel like it would be difficult. I would say, like, 12, 13. That's really young. But, um, so I wanted to get into the Bitches Be Crazy clip of the week. We show different clips on here, and this one's called the Bitches Be Crazy clip of the week. Okay. Got your back, Jack. Bitches be crazy. Bitches, bitches, bitches be crazy. Crazy. Yes, that Bitches be crazy. Bitches, bitches, bitches be crazy. Got your back, Jack. Bitches be crazy. So that was a commercial or an ad back in the 80s for premarital sex. That was a real ad? Yeah. Cash, get out of here. Cash is always just jumping in. <laughs> so, do people still come to you and think premarital sex is a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever had a couple where one thought it was a good thing and one thought it was a bad thing? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, so this couple, they were like high school sweethearts. And um, I'm trying to keep as much out as yes, possible. Of course. But, um, Long story short, uh, they engaged in sexual contact before marriage and then sort of cut it off and were like, we're, you know, going to wait until marriage. And then they got married and then they started to have sex and um, they had difficulty, Mm -hmm. right? Maintaining and um, figuring out what normal sex was like for them because they had so much negative influence from their religion, yeah. um, to feel like it was sinful, it was bad. Like if they tried something different or non-vanilla or kinky, they would be considered sinful, um, and that they were going to go to hell. 
And these are things that my clients would tell me. And um, so it can be a really difficult and fine line to figure out how the, the, the couple needs to process this in order to sort of figure out where their sex life for the both of them is comfortable. Um, whereas the, the male person in the, in the couple, he was very open sexually, mm-hmm. very much more into trying new things, having a lot more sex, and very much pleasure-focused, where she was very anxiety-focused, fear-driven. Um, that just caused them to clash on so many levels sexually. Yeah, have you had where couples actually waited? Because you said they did have sex. Did you, have you had couples that waited to have sex and maybe it was not what they expected or they weren't even able to? Yeah, yeah. Kind of lose <clears throat> weight or if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing? Well, you know, that is true in many aspects. But, um, yeah, they could never figure out, like, what it was. And, and it's when we wait till marriage, and I'm not saying that this is positive or negative in any sense, there's such a pressure put mm-hmm. on sex. Um, right. So there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, just thoughts and, and emotions built into this experience. <coughs> and when they finally do get married and have sex, it, it can be hard to maintain and to one day wake up and say sex is okay today mm-hmm. and sex is okay for the rest of our life. Whereas like if they've been together for a long time, they've constantly told themselves in their head that sex isn't is not okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to like flip that switch over one day, and, mm-hmm. and most often the couples struggle with that. Yeah, you're you're building something up in your own head, and then you finally get there, and you're like, "This is supposed to be something amazing." I mean, sex is great. I love sex, but if you build something up so high, you're gonna talk yourself out of it almost. Right, right, and you build such a pressure of like yeah. what to expect, and if it isn't what you expect, or it's better than you expect, mm-hmm. most often we see that it is very hard for them to let go of those feelings that this isn't something that we do until we're married and a lot of the things that come with just feeling like it is bad if you do it before marriage. Yeah, that um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, have you ever heard of the game Marry, Fuck, Kill? Mm-mm. It's kind of, it's where you pick three people or three, I'm going to show you three videos. We're all going to see three videos. We're going to pick somebody in the video, one of the videos that we want to marry, somebody you would like to have sex with, and somebody you would like to kill. Oh. So we're going to have three choices. And Tremaine, I've already told Tremaine I'm pretty excited about this game because this is our first time ever playing it. I'm not I'm playing. nervous about this game. You're, you're definitely playing. <laughs> I don't even know the videos, so that's why I don't want to play. <laughs> Tremaine's scared of everything. <laughs> Tremaine, be a team player. Come on. All right. So go to the, it's going to be Mary Fuck Kill. The middle one, MFK. So I found some pretty cool dudes on here. <laughs> yeah, well, all you women are the reason that I'm dying. I take fucking 30 Benadryl at once at night when I fucking want to get horny and enjoy myself sexually without... And then there's the jealousy and rage issue I have over even lesbians. I'm jealous of you even, so... But you get to be hornier and grow up sexually and mature sexually because you've had real pussy in your face, and I haven't. I, I had to get watching the fucking videos on YouTube. I spent thousands of dollars in my life on female wrestling, and little girls do that all the time, man. And post it on YouTube, and it's more fun, and it's free. But the fucking, it sucks the quality and everything else. 
You people, man, in America are fucking so goddamn dumb. Your sexuality in America fucking sucks. What? I have never in my life wanted to stick my dick inside of a woman and come. That is the stupidest, nastiest, dumbass thing I've ever... It, it, to me, it's no different almost than having sex with a guy in the asshole, which is disgusting as fuck, too. What the fuck? I, I would never... Some my, my family's tried to get me to watch regular porn, they call it. Fuck you and your porn and your the way you make out and your stupid, boring fucking bullshit. Fucking all of you are owned by your woman. You're all a bunch of fucking pieces of shit. God doesn't love you, any of you, Damn. anymore. You're fucked. Here I am on the planet with you, motherfucker. Have a good day, <laughs> motherfucker. He tried his best to Blake so bad. Oh, my Lord. I love that he's like my family. Because he's like this all the time, I feel like. Because his family wants him to watch regular porn. So this has to be what a conversation. Apparently he watches wrestling? little girls on YouTube wrestling. And then he said that his family's like, why don't you just try some regular porn? This has to be a, like, this has to be like rants he does all the time. So that's our first uh, category. Tremaine's already drinking. <laughs> that's one of your lucky contestants, Tremaine. So how many how many contestants do we, we do have? Three. <laughs> oh man! I feel like Tremaine, I think Tremaine's like this one. Boom 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 boom. <laughs> hey, yeah, this is a little dip in speech. Actually, I'm a pussy boy. Living right now downtown Vegas in a shithole. But I can relocate any place because I get Social Security. You know, I'm retired. I don't look my age of 66. Uh, so, Looks every day actually, 66. here it is, ladies. And you gotta be white, because I like white. White, white, white. And you could be mature like me. Or, well, you know, not too young. Uh, actually, I'm looking to live in with, you know, a white... Lady, name the place. I'm ready for you to fuck me up any way you want to do it, you white cunts. Yeah, off me anyway. Come on, you white tramps. Um, she has to be dominant, you know. Maybe uh, want to put me in her clothes all the time and fix me up like a girl. <laughs> and then if I disobey, she can uh, stuff her panties in my mouth and duct tape my mouth and tie me up to a chair. <laughs> And then put some weights on my itty bitty two inch dick. <laughs> so yeah, if you're the white, white, white lady that's looking for a sissy roommate, yeah, hey, I'm it. Give me a holler. Now Tremaine, I feel like you're a little upset right now. And the reason I think you're upset is because you're not white, white, white. Why would I be upset? I mean, he's looking for a white, 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 white. Okay, again, why would I be upset? I mean... We're we're looking for someone to marry, and one of your suitors already doesn't like you. That's not my problem. Oh, you're still marrying him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so far he's in the lead. Yeah, he's in the lead. <laughs> now, have you had patients like the first one where they're just angry at women? No, they wouldn't see me. They wouldn't see because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went through my divorce. I w- I've talked about this before, where I was really angry with women. I almost was like scared to talk to him because I didn't want to freak out. And I'm genuinely a nice guy. But after you know, I went through my breakup and my divorce and all that stuff, I was like, I went to a yoga class. That was like my first way of like being around women again. And it wasn't even like I want to talk to women. It was just more of like I can be around them. I can work out. Like, exposure. Yeah, exposure to the opposite sex just because I was so mad all the time. 
towards women just because you know i was cheating on um cash is crazy right now <laughs> baby can you give him a treat <laughs> cash is, he's never been this bad but we should have definitely given the trazodone before we got here um go back to mommy now have you seen any of the guys that like to be called sissy like yeah. people that enjoy that so, that people like crawling on the ground and getting walked on a leash and everything. Now, why do they come to you if they enjoy this? They're embarrassed about it or shameful. Bullshit. If they were embarrassed about it, why they crawl on the floor around in front of people? You know, it, it's interesting because this, um, like when I get uh, kinky folks that are into like alternate sex styles and practices, uh, it's like a different world outside of them. Mm. Right, it, it's something that they step into, not something that they like pull into their life. Um, like I had a client that was into feederism, which is like you like to overfeed your partner for sexual gratification. Okay. Um, and this person was like fit, like put together, very health conscious, mm -hmm. but he liked to engage in this type of behavior, and he was so embarrassed by it and so shameful, and couldn't like understand why he does that but once you step into that there's a different level of power that you get from this alternate lifestyle because part of it is it is taboo right or what we consider taboo or alternate and um if people were to know about that some mm. people might have something to say and there yeah. probably is judgment but people are always got something to say so, and, and that's a lot of where that shame comes from is, like, the judgment of others. So, mostly it's people that are ashamed of their problems. Have you had anyone where they were, like, court order to go through some kind of sexual therapy? I, I tend to stay away from that. Well, why? Why? Because, like, <laughs> the court system is a whole I different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to be around. I mean, have you had – when you have your own practice, do – Judges reach out to you and say, "Hey, would you mind taking on a client?" Or is it a lawyer that says, "Hey, I have a I have a client who's going through the justice system, and it would look good, or it would be better for or beneficial for him to go through this." So I do have um, occasionally a client will say we're court ordered mm -hmm. to do like um, parenting or or uh, what's it called um, mediation. Mm -hmm. um, but I really try to stick to my specialty and, and try to refer those people out just because I am good at what I do and I stick there. And I also don't want, in private practice, you can tell people that you don't want to take them on and give them a referral. Right, if right. I worked in an agency, I would have to take whatever they give me. Now, what do you think is the most common kink that you see in people? I mean, uh, the most common kink is bdsm okay what's your common kink what's, my common kink what's your kink <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna keep that to myself <laughs> okay <laughs> um tremaine he's already oh wait, wait we're in we have another That's video about to say. we got another video we, i was gonna say we didn't, even, we didn't even finish now i want to say this is one of my favorite videos of all time it's long I think around like six minutes we can probably stop, but I, I think it's just such a good video. I normally cut them down a lot, but this one's just full of. Yeah, let's just play. I'm here with the lovely soul. 
who is amazing and incredible. And we are here because we would like to share with you a little bit about um, the on the subject of what I would call energy sex. Because everybody's always asking, they're like, what is this? I don't, you know, what, what the hell is energy sex? Like, what? So I want to expand your mind a little bit. And the best way to do that, we want to, <laughs> um, is to kind of show you what the hell is going on. So the first thing you want to understand, the, the probably the most important thing to understand is that the body itself has an energetic field. And so the first thing we're going to do with your permission is, um, is I, I'm going to just kind of go over the energetic field and you can see the, <laughs> the, the beautiful thing with working with soul is she really is feeling the vibration so you can really demonstrate I can really we can show you like what's going on so so that you know I, I can be out here and what I'm doing is I'm projecting very much including all of my sexual energy as I move this so this is very important we're not you know, sometimes the teaching is like, oh, just be here. This is not about just being here. This is about using the entirety of your body, flowing that energy, and then literally sharing that with another human. <laughs> that noise. And there are these beautiful channels that are at the bottoms of the feet. And so we can kind of vibrate energy right into the bottoms of the feet. And if you think about this, these intend to be in female bodied humans, extensions of the clitoris. So you can start to move energy. <laughs> yeah. Can go to the crown and move some deliciousness because I very much love the mind fuck in this way. This is like the only kind I condone. And we want to just move the energy. Right now, I'm still outside of the energetic field, just stimulating these, these um, t channels of the feet, take it through the core, because the core is where, this is where we get stuck, especially around the hips and the womb. So we want to clear all of this down, send it down into the ground. And then what's beautiful is I can tap and just begin to open up the pineal gland because it feels so good. Stimulate the heart, open the pineal. Now this oh. is, as we're speaking, this is releasing beautiful orgasmic chemicals <laughs> right into the brain. And so we're just breathing it, breathing it, breathing it. Now there tends to be... I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I can't handle this. That guy, that noise, first off, that noise, that's one of my most, I think it's the most disgusting noise in the world. I, mean, like, I don't like that noise. But he's like, get some deliciousness over here. Move the wound. Yo, yo. He's a comedian. <laughs> that guy's, that dude is my hero. He's definitely a comedian. For real, if you can do that, <laughs> that dude's you good. You think he ever went Money to, for life. You think he ever went to a bar instead of sending a drink? He's like, I'm going to send some deliciousness <laughs> oh! her way. 
It goes up from there with her, how she's acting. I know. That's why I, did. I didn't want to keep her that bullshit because she she can act all she wants. She all right, was. Tremaine, I know how you're going to get out of this. You're going to say, well, you, I was, you know exactly. I'm going to marry that girl. Nope. I don't know. The girl's not in this. Obviously, the girl's not in this. That's what we're talking about. She didn't say one word. So, again, if you're marrying someone, excuse me, dear. If you're marrying someone, you're having sex, you know, with them for life. You're with them for life. So, you have to deal with them every day. You're having sex. Fucking somebody, you're just having sex with them once, and killing someone, they're no longer in the situation. So I'm gonna go with I'll go with mine first. How about that? Uh, I would marry this guy, just because one, he never touches me. But every <laughs> every time we have sex, is just gonna be that. I was like, oh yeah, this is it. That's all I need. I'll fuck the angry guy. Just just cause you have to do it once, and I don't. What angry guy? The There's very first guy. Oh, okay. Remember the one that was like. I don't even know why I would come in a woman or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would kill the sissy just because, I mean, I'm white, 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 but I'm not a female and I don't think he'd really get down with me. The sissy. The sissy. I'm a little bit, the guy with the ponytail, remember? The second video we watched. Oh, but you said the first. The first guy is the one I would fuck. I would kill the sissy of Fremont. Oh, sure. All right, Tremaine. I would kill the first. You kill the first one? So who are you marrying? No, no, marrying the first one, I mean. Are you going to marry the angry guy? Don't marry the angry guy. Why? You never have to have sex with him. Yeah, right there, just okay. because he don't like me. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, I won't have to fuck one time, the, this boy right here. So just one time you try to lay there in your boxers and he's yep. moving and around. That's black kill. I'm out of it completely. Anna? Oh, no. He's an eligible bachelor. I mean, you're a... In this, in this situation, you're a single lady. <laughs> Who are you marrying? I'm going to marry that there one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. If, if he could get that going with just just yeah. his energy. Yes. Well, we're going to be rich, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. So who are you killing? Oh, shit. Oh, man. I don't know that I would kill anybody. Let's just say... I have to. Yeah, you have to. I think I'd have to say the first one, because I don't jive with the pedophilia type of... Uh, the the vibe he was given? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you're the sissy of Fremont. Uh, hey. Is that a bad... I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can be dominant. <laughs> he really wants it. You want to be a sissy? I can be <laughs> That was our first time ever doing Marry, Fuck, Kill. And I, I think we got to do that again. That was, all, that was all based around you coming out. I was like, we've done different games. I was like, oh, sex therapist. What, what, what would be a good one? And that was like back. That was like a middle school, high school game where people would say three celebrities normally. You Sometimes go. you got to pick a good selection at least. Well, the point isn't to be a good selection. It's to be funny. And Tremaine doesn't it's understand. not funny, though. Tremaine, Tremaine's always upset with whatever. No matter what I do, Tremaine's upset. I enjoyed it. <laughs> See? Especially that last one. I got to figure it out. Now, the, the last one. Have you ever done that kind of sex therapy? So there is something that, like, works with energies. It's, like, Tantra sex. What is Tantra for those? It's, it's very much, like, energy work. Like, mm. you really focus in on the sensations in your body and how you move energy back and forth. Not like that, but... <laughs> Uh, it's very much like energy and, and 
really like honing in on your um, ability to get into your sensations. Now, I think I remember Tantric being on, what's that movie? Uh, American Pie. Where st- I've never seen that movie. Tremaine, have you seen American Pie? You've never seen American Pie? Um, I saw American Pie, not all of it though, probably like <laughs> never seen 15 it. minutes oh of God. it and that's it. I didn't like it. It's not my twist. It's not funny. What? White people funny. Oh well, I love white people funny, and that yeah, is one of my favorite. Okay. It's, it's okay. one of my favorite like movie series. I don't like it at all. So in the movie, since you both have not seen it, there's this one guy that the first movie they're all in high school and they're trying to lose their virginity. That's the whole basis don't of the they movie. Have sex with pies? Well, one guy does. Okay. I mean, considering what we just saw, sex with the pie is not that weird. No, nothing, I mean, nothing's weird. As long as it's apple, so let's not just... We're not fucking blueberries over here. Um, speaking of, do you remember that, Remember when we talked about the one time the fruit we would fuck, which would be the best? And we said grapes, if they were really big, would be the best one. Grapes? Because, I mean, they're mushy, yeah. and you can just throw them away if, when you're done. If you, ever, if you ever look in the middle of a grape, like the texture and everything like that. If it was big, again. If it was I was big, about to say, how are you... A watermelon... <laughs> A watermelon-sized uh, grape. Yeah, it's like grapefruits are usually <laughs> like the fruit, the go-to fruit during sex play. But never heard of a grape. Only if it's big. Though. Wait, wait. Do you mind me a little closer? I'm sorry. It's just yeah, a little. Sorry. It's okay. Um, what you you just said? Grapefruits. Oh, you've heard people having sex with grapefruit? Yeah, it's like a how big technique type of practicing or something. It's like a a sex toy. Okay. It's used as a sex toy. Yeah. Yeah. I've, You've I'll never be, heard of it? No, I've never heard of grapefruit being a thing. Oh my god, there's like uh It's it's definitely like a thing. Like you cut the grapefruit in and <gasps> We showed that video. Remember the girl doing the blowjob with the I grapefruit? remember the blowjob, but I don't yes. but that's a girl doing somebody doing it to somebody else. I'm she's talking about just the grapefruit in the mail. Are you talking about it being used in sex between two people or are you talking about You can use it with two people or one person? You see? You can use one too, she said. That's crazy. I'm, so this is a thing. This I, isn't like I know weird. the two well, part. I, mean, I know the other joint you were saying before. I, I, I yeah. mean, fruits are used a lot in sex play. What's the most common one you think? Banana. I was going to say the banana. Yeah. Gotta be. What's the most common vegetable? Cucumber? Probably. Yeah. I feel like a banana would break though if you're shoving it up places. Yeah. A lot. You know, I, I guess the banana isn't used so much with females. It's used more with men. Yeah, as like. Uh, as what? It's 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 you. I can't think of. I gotta think of the, this. The, I... the word I'm trying to find, but like with anal play. Really. They like insert and then eat. Ooh. Babe, have you heard of this? She works at a. So she works at an emergency room. At a, I can't say what she does. We can't say that. So she works. She's a nurse. Let's just go with that. So she's you know she's seen a bunch of things. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I've never heard of... I'm sure you see a lot of things stuck in the anal cavity because people do a lot of things. Ashley, come on over and talk about anuses with us. No, With anal play, and people don't realize how dangerous it can actually be. Sit down, babe. No, I really can't. I have so much to do. Ashley, sit Sorry, down. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> my still, bachelor's She's in school. Degree, so I'm trying to do homework. So I recently had, it wasn't my patient or even at the hospital I was working at, but I heard about a patient who stuck something, it was a male, up his pee hole 
and I looked it up, and apparently there's like a sexual fetish called sounding, where men like to stick things up their pee hole. That's a thing. Jermaine, you're over there? Are you jerking off, bro? No. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, my mind automatically goes to, oh my god, they could hurt themselves so bad. Like, I just was like wondering, like how they even like thought to. Like, hey. Uh, I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, have you had patients like this? <laughs> Not with that fetish. But you've heard, you've studied this in school? Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. I just so recently heard about that it. That is so wild. So I mean, there's like so many different things. I'm so just thinking about how dangerous it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. It's so I mean, dangerous. Even with anal play, like, yeah. how many times do we hear about or know about people going to the emergency room because they stuck something um, and it got stuck in their colon. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and it's not like a, a vagina where it's like one way out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And your anus sucks things up in there. <laughs> you have two sphincters in your anus, anus. So Really? There's two? Yeah. So it like wants to go up in there and then it can perforate your bowels and it's very bad. <laughs> very, very. Yes. can be a very bad situation. It's supposed so to be exit only. Some people so Tremaine, no up bananas up the ass. <laughs> well, I mean, bananas are soft enough, right? So you can do it I up the ass. I bananas will come out. Yeah, so you're good, Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so disgusting. <laughs> what if you got like one that was like, like too... Like, right, and then it was so mushy that it didn't even <laughs> Like, you get all ready, and you're like, all right, this is going to be a good night. You get the... <laughs> you got it the day before, and then you go down, and it's all brown, and you're like, man. You get your robot, and you're like, I'm still going to try. <laughs> and then it just won't even go in. That is so disgusting. That is so disgusting. Oh, my God. All right, that's so all. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I want to get into uh, a newer segment here called What the Fuck White People. So... Talk with those white white bitches. I think this goes exactly into what we were talking about. Um, hi. So, uh, this video is my official review of eating ass. One second. I think I need music here because <laughs> you know. Dun, 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 dun. This weekend, recently, I um, had the pleasure of eating ass. People have asked me, Vanessa, why? And I say, why not? They have asked me, how was it? And I have given lots of thought into this question, and I have decided that it would be best that I just make a general review in my one experience of eating ass. Um... Now, first of all, I rate the experience a 6.5 out of 10. Originally, I rated it a 6, but I gave it some thought, and I think a 6.5 is a little bit better than she first thought. Um, I guess I'll weigh out the pros and cons now. The pros of eating ass are the other person will enjoy it. Not everybody will enjoy it, but a lot of people do. Another pro is that it doesn't taste bad. Most people think that it tastes bad or they think it'll taste like poop, but it doesn't. It tastes exactly like any other 
body part that you would lick for whatever reason. It just, it doesn't taste like anything. It's not hard to do. It's very easy to do. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Uh, so, those, those are the pros. Um, the cons would be... I would say the biggest con is the smell. It doesn't smell that great. <laughs> but, um... You could also ask the person to, like, wash their ass real quick before. Oh, dar- <laughs> so the smell isn't um, that bad. The smell isn't pleasant, but the smell is very bearable, I would say. Um, another con would be sometimes this person has not shaved their ass, and that's totally fine. But if you're not a fan of hair, then you probably won't appreciate the amount of hair that can potentially be in somebody's. She would not appreciate me. I think that's it for the cons. So, essentially... The pros way of the cons. Um, and so, you know, I rated a 6.5. I didn't think it was that bad at all. I was expecting worse, and it wasn't that bad. Um, so now that we got the review out of the way, I would also like to address um, something that I was pretty upset about after this event happened. I was very upset after I ate ass because of the amount of people who I've heard say I don't eat ass. Okay, eating ass is not bad. Um, for all those who haven't tried it, I would say don't knock it till you try it. Of course. For those who um, say they don't or they won't ever, I would say fuck you because <laughs> you're a wimp. And natural selection will get you. God damn. There's just no room for humans who don't eat ass in the future. There's no room. Damn. We're already overpopulated. And we need to get rid of the weak ones. And that's you. Thank you for watching my review. My one tip for everyone. Go eat ass. So. Do whatever you want. If we're picking a new, you know, we're all, this earth is ending, global warming or whatever it is. We had to go to Mars. We're taking everybody. But the only way you can get on this, if she was the deciding factor, she's the St. Peter of Mars. You have to eat ass. Tremaine, we know you're going to Mars. Tremaine's first one on the list. But listen, you don't make it out like I knock on doors asking people, can I eat your ass? I don't say it like that. When me and the girl is talking, you feel me, and we get to a comfortable stage. And then, you know, if she enjoys it, then that's what I want to. When's the last time you ate ass? Man, honestly, that's not your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate eating ass? She gave it a 6.5. Um, it all depends because, you know, like, I'm not just going to eat no dirty ass. It so, depends on the ass? Like, what's... Like, I got to wash the ass myself. You have to. I feel like that's a lot of prep work. What the fuck does it matter? <laughs> now, all right, so what would you give? Like, just give it a. After the, the whole. Yeah, like. Your your See, overall experience. I think six point five is a good number. Yeah, that is a good number, but I'm throwing an eight. I'm throwing an eight. <laughs> but the, the, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, the only reason I'm throwing an eight is because when I do do it, you gotta realize that these females enjoy it very very much. So me seeing that makes me more excited, if that makes sense. So well, that again, that's... so just a question on the layout. So. If it's a girl, 
usually going to eat a vagina for it. I'm just not eating this ass like that. Same thing <laughs> with vagina, I'm, too. I'm trying to figure out, like, how you would go from how you actually initiate the ass eating. Are you, like, eating your out, and then you're, like, it's how the, around? It's how the night went. What do you mean, how the night it's went? how the night went. Sometimes a girl would be silent for a good period of sex that y'all have, and then, let's say, three weeks later, um, so y'all so comfortable and everything, and then now shit's getting wild. Uh-huh. You feel me? Then you just grab that ass. And you just... Then you gotta grab that ass. <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you. Because uh, you could tell her energy, if that makes sense. As a professional sex therapist, how common is ass eating? A lot common. <laughs> a lot more common than you think. I feel like... People are doing it, they're just not talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you think, like, back in the day, like, probably, like, the 80s, or when that premarital sex video came out in the 80s, do you think it was as common as it is today and no one set, talked about it? Or do you think sexually we have opened up more as a group I mean, of people? I think we definitely have opened up um, just more kinks and, and more alternate sexual practices. But people have been nasty forever. Yeah. Like back when Jesus was down this door, somebody was eating ass out there. No, do, you think, do you think Jesus ate ass? I don't even think ass eating is that I think Jesus outlandish. Ate ass. Wait, let's say that again. Why, why can't Jesus eat ass? No, I never said he couldn't. You think? Yeah, it's not a sin. So what the hell so can't, what? Jesus ate ass? Yeah, excuse me, eat ass. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> If you want to say Jesus never sinned, so and that's not a sin, why can't he eat ass? I, I'm, I'm just curious what you thought. Yeah, you have the cross, so you're you know the deciding factor on all things Jesus. <laughs> I don't have a cross on it. I can't say it. You know what I always thought was weird? So, say you died. Say I died. I got hit by a car. And to memorialize me, everyone wore a car emblem around their neck. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if I came back as Jesus, the one thing I would be scared of is crosses. That's the number one thing I would be scared of is cross. Is a cross. We don't come in a car. Like everyone was riding around, like rolling around with like cars on their neck. I'm like, this is this is the one way I don't want to be memorialized. That was a good one. Why not like a hammer? Like was he was a, a carpenter, way. right? Like why not long hair or like you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. Um, not to hurt nobody's feelings, but I don't believe in Jesus. You don't? I believe in God. Okay, but I don't believe in Jesus. So you don't believe in the story of Jesus? I don't like, believe nobody fucking came out of a woman with no sex or nothing like that. And then nigga walked this earth without sinning at all. Yeah. And then we just so happens wanted to throw him on a cross and fucking joke him up and kill him. Nah. Yeah. You know what Some people walking on water. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Why you ain't doing that shit now? That's it. None of that shit. I don't believe it happened because none of that shit happened. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. Not at all. Yeah. It makes sense. I do believe in higher power though. Okay. So, getting back to <laughs> Anna Rapport about the sex therapy. <laughs> so, so, me and my girlfriend have been dating eight months. Yes. Um, things are still fun. Things are still great. Um, after, let's call it the honeymoon phase, uh, or maybe that we've had, we have kids. How can couples keep things spicy? Like, what is some, I'm sure there's a lot of married couples that come to you and say, we have kids, we just don't have time, or whatever it is, or we lost that uh, lust. How do you help people get that spiciness back in their life? Um, I think that that's a you know, super loaded question, but um, I think that 
comes back to like our sexual schemas, right? What do we think about sex? What's acceptable versus what's not acceptable, right? And do we feel like vanilla sex is the sex for us, right? And if it is, how do we sort of <coughs> experiment to see what, how we can make it exciting? How can, um, do you dress up? Do you make sure that you take warm baths together? Do Eat you- ass. Exactly, eat ass. <laughs> Jermaine, hold on. What's, when Tremaine was doing it, he was just. No, I was waiting because she said, oh, she's writing the perfect point right here. Doom. And she started naming them. <laughs> so I had to throw eat ass because. Yeah, you do just something have new. to really figure out how to reconnect, um, both emotionally and sexually. Women are very, I mean, men are very much visual creatures, right? Very much like the sea, um, can get turned on with just seeing something, hearing something. That is correct. Um, women are very much emotional connectors, right? Mm. If they feel like the relationship is off, they're not going to be able to connect with you sexually. So, um, and women very much like to be courted, just like men do too. Um, mm-hmm. And and often when we get into that stage, we're, we're not courting our partner anymore. We're not um, reaching out and, and telling them how sexy they are, or mm. you know how much we appreciate them, and um, just making it a big deal to have your partner there mm-hmm. um and and sex is the same thing right are we really connecting with our partner's sex are we paying attention are we um paying attention to the sensations and and the pleasure really what we want is pleasurable experiences fun pleasurable experiences right and if we get to a point where that's difficult how do we sort of revisit it and say what do we still like mm-hmm. and what do we still need to work on and what are the things that we can add in Right. I mean, we have um, like access to so many things mm-hmm. sexually. Right. Whether it's like we watch porn together or we make sure that we go on vacation. If vacation sex is such a good um, reconnector for you. And some couples really do reconnect with like vacation sex because they have no worries. They have no stresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and just realizing like what are your um accelerators what are your turn on accelerators and what are your de-accelerators what are your brakes right and for some people like a lot of stress is going to take away their sex drive Mm -hmm. and if you're in a consistent um, environment that's high stress then you're going to lose your sex drive Mm -hmm. if that's a break for you some people that's accelerators if they're stressed out they utilize sex as um, a release but it's just really getting creative and, and remembering that you're you're human and you need to sometimes dig back in and, and create new experiences. Mm-hmm. So, babe, she brought up something interesting where the more stressed people are, some people use that as a sex accelerator. When you get stressed out... Come on over, babe. <laughs> Why is she laughing? It's so easy. <laughs> come on over, babe. <laughs> We're the only couple here. Tremaine's not in a couple. Tremaine's a single. Single to mingle. Single. So let's use us as a little. uh... Okay, wait. (laughs) So when you're stressed out, which is often, which is often, (laughs) do you use sex as a way to accelerate, or do you use is set is stress an accelerator in your sex life, in our sex life? I don't think it's an accelerator, but like when I'm spending time with you and I can like connect with you, it definitely helps relieve stress. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. like. I'm always going, 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 whether it's school, work, family, da, da, da. So then when it's just like me and you and we get to spend time together, 
most of the time when we're alone and something ends up happening, but I don't think that right. it's... Right, see, that there's yeah. the emotional connection. I don't think it's an acceleration. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm, like, stressed out and then I'm, like, super horny or anything like that. You don't. No. I feel like do every time... Do you think so? Well, she, we do both have a lot going on. She has more than me. That's not the question she asked. I know. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it, bro. I have to explain. I think that... I don't want to say, like, you use sex as a way to... Un- de-stress but i do think when you get stressed out you want to have sex more really yeah i've never noticed i feel like i want to have sex all the time like i used to think i always wanted to have sex and she's always ready to like she's a very sexually driven i don't want to say driven active person with me only (laughs) with me only (laughs) with me only (laughs) yes with me only. And by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and by yourself. Oh, but I've always been that way. And yeah. I actually, like, was worried about it. Like, I, like, asked my mom about it. Like, I'm really, like, comfortable with her. And I was like, is there, like, are you, like, super, like, horny all the time? <laughs> like, it's, like, a little concerning. She was like, go ask your father. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. But I was just like, it's, like, kind of annoying sometimes because I don't want to be, like, that's all a uh, relationship's about because I think there's a lot more to that, but it's definitely very important to me. Like, I've had relationships in the past that haven't worked out, which I'm glad about now, but like because I was like always wanting to. And at first, guys were like, Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But after a while, they're like, Oh, Jesus, like, <laughs> <laughs> can you like just stop? Like, <laughs> but I mean, I hope it, that stays with me forever because I know as a woman, sometimes that can diminish when you get older, like go through menopause and stuff, but. I was yeah. gonna bring up the river story, but I'm not bringing that up. But she, she is she is horny sometimes at inappropriate times, basically all the time. Like, if, like if she could find a minute to have sex, what's she the, wants. To. What's the inappropriate time? What's like the, on a raft floating down the Brandywine River. And if you were there, you understand. But that sounds kinky. No, but like. There was also alcohol flowing, so that... Um. There were people, like, there were friends there, and there may have been a family member there, and she was very horny. I was like, dude, stop. <laughs> like, somebody's five feet away from us. Let's, let's stop. I don't want to get it into it. causes a lot of shame and difficulty in a lot yeah. of women, for sure. Because I think because so I feel like yeah. they're broken. It's just like you, I think, it, like, Ash. guys can look at it in a negative way, oh, oh, you know, so... Because, I, like I said, at first they're like, oh, yeah, this girl likes to do it all the time. But then they're like, oh, wait, she's like, no, she's for real. <laughs> yeah, she's, she is for real. She's by far the most sexually active female I've ever met in my life. In a good way, with yeah, just me, with just me, like with crazy. just me. Yes. <laughs> yes, we all know that, okay? Yeah, right. I have a lot of sex, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> Okay, baby, thank God, you. Wait, wait. Oh, question for you. Is there anything... What's your least favorite thing about me sexually? Oh, my God. No. No. No, could you do this shit No, no, no. Are you on the board? No, the video, everything. Okay, Tremaine, I uh-huh. understand. I want to hear it. I wanna, you got you to you answer but that. what I'm saying is I have to leave and then in the car ride home. That is true. He's like, that is why true. did you say that? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> But he put you out there. Now you got to answer that. That's because I made funny earlier. And I knew you were going to say something to me. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I 
No, we were saying we were leaving to come here, and I was like, yeah, to do your podcast. It's not for work or school or anything like that. Like, I have so much shit to do. Uh, but So he was like, all right, I'm going to blow your spot now. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was the question? <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at Cash. I think Cash was eating the couch. All right, what's your, what's your favorite thing I'll about us, actually? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll answer it. I just don't know what the, what was the question? For what's real? your least favorite thing about me sexually? Um, I mean, I think, I wish that you, like, like, I, you know, I'm more adventurous than you, so I'm like, mm. I want to, like, do more stuff, which I'm fine with. I like, like what to would you show like to do? You, I like to show you things, and sometimes I wish that you would, like, be, like, Oh, let's try this. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always the one like, let's try this. So maybe if you could like think of some stuff to try too. That was a perfect okay. answer. <laughs> now, what's your favorite thing about me sexually? Oh. Can't just be my penis. Oh man. <laughs> 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 um, I feel like super connected with you. Like when we're like, I don't just feel like we're like just. I mean, sometimes there's like times where we're just like, all right, we gotta like get a quickie in and like get mm-hmm. it going. But like, when we actually have time to like, I'm getting. <laughs> 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 when we have time to like be together uh-huh. and like, I feel like very connected to you. Like, are you crying about our sex? No, I'm hot and like you're making me nervous talking about. <laughs> 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 all right, Mom, I'm... please don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, love I feel you. connected with you, which is good. Like, it's not just like. Even though the sex is great, like mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know, it's just you're awesome. I love Aww. you, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> All right, you can go do your homework. I'm you're just take cash out. Get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for answering our question. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. She's our that's our public or production assistant. <laughs> she does a lot. And now the baby, that's our baby. Um, so what do you see as like the future for your practice? So you oh. started this out of college. How long have you been doing this for, first of all? Um, I've had my practice for three years. Okay. Yes. Um, and then like a year before. And how do you have an office right now? Yeah. I know with corona it's kind of. Yeah. I mean, my office right now is in my house, but I have an office out in Man- Mount Airy. Mount Airy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any changes in like the clientele that you're seeing because of corona? Are there more people? Oh, less man. People? I have like grown exponentially um my my focus is on sex therapy and that's how I sort of market myself but I get a lot I would say probably like 50 to 60 percent of the couples I see are coming in because of communication issues and just like trying to solve um issues with uh fighting all the time (coughs) and with corona that is like Mm-hmm. skyrocketed because the couples are home right. and they're realizing that oh my gosh I really don't can't get along with this person or you know I don't know how I got here all of these years and then I spend three months with this person and mm-hmm. now I can't stand them so there's would the you same say- with sex too like yeah. I, my um, Your sex? The, the amount of <laughs> <laughs> the amount of clients that I'm seeing with uh, sexual difficulties has gone up too because you expect that you have like three months of uh, free time, you expect to have more sex, and most people are not. Right. So would you say people are having different issues than they were? Like, there's more sexual... I don't say dysfunction. Is it dysfunction, or is it um, just... I like to call it difficulties. Difficult- nobody, nobody likes to be called a dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That's a strong word. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, so if people wanted to get help from you, how could they find you? 
Um, they can find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. My Instagram is uh, Fit Sex Therapist. Uh, my Facebook is Rayport Counseling Center. Um, website is www.rayportcounselingcenter.com. And then uh, my phone number, they can also reach out like that. Okay. Um, what do you want couples or people to know about their sex life that they maybe have not heard before? Or what do they need to hear? We get the hard-hitting questions around here. <laughs> That's a good question. I really like the question, actually, that, like, sex should be freeing, inhibitions gone, um, and, and the focus should be on pleasure and um, sensations and just the experience of it, right? We, we're in a time where um, sex is so performance-driven and orgasm-driven that we lose sight of why we really start to have sex, which is to connect with our partner. Um, and that's what we see now is this super influx of uh, young men with um, struggling with performance anxiety, which erectile dysfunction is what um, people call it. And we see such a high use of um, like Cialis or Viagra because of these things. Um, where sex becomes this performance and the the end goal is to have an orgasm where we just lose sight of the whole experience that you want to create, which is a connection and a pleasure. Exactly. You know, we really want sex to be pleasure focused rather than um, performance focused. Tremaine, did you have a question you wanted to ask? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you personally, what is your definition of love? Love. It, love is a commitment and the amount of work we put um, to be somebody's person um, that they come to and they connect with and they share intimate connection with. I like that. I like that. I like the work part because we, we do bring that up where love is work. and It is work. It's, it's total work. Mm -hmm. But it's, I don't want to say, when people say work, I think there's a negative connotation. I think it's fun work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I enjoy I mean, you think about we work all day every day whether exactly. it's like you know going to work and doing something or whether it's like cleaning up your house or whether mm -hmm. it's doing something fun like playing guitar or dancing like everything that we do whether it's pleasurable or not is work mm -hmm. so when we think about relationships people are like oh love shouldn't be work it's total work exactly and but, it's a lot of work exactly. but I don't but like I don't think it's like negative work again. No, I think it's just putting in the hours of spending the time together and it should be fun. But that's it what be you enjoyable. want though. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of work and, and relationships are hard. I mean, you're dealing with two different people with mm -hmm. different ideas, different personalities and to know that that's okay to be with somebody who's different than you. Absolutely. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to promote? You already talked about your counseling, anything else? Yeah, I mean, my my mission and, and my um, sort of passion lies within, like, reconnecting individuals and couples within their sex life, within building a positive outlook on sex and, and really digging deep to, to find pleasurable experiences in everyday living by yourself with your partner. So really sort of embrace sex as, as a good and positive thing rather than... Um, Something that's negative or anxiety provoking. It, it 
really um, touches me when people feel fear and anxiety when it comes to sex. And that's really sort of what propelled me on my own journey because mm -hmm. I grew up like most of the women in um, America were like, shh, don't mm -hmm. be sexual. And if you are, don't do it too soon or with mm -hmm. too many people and things like that. So um, my sexual upbringing was very much like taboo. Don't talk about it. Don't do it. Um, wait till you're married, things like that. So I sort of went through my own sexual journey where I started to like embrace my own sense of pleasure, my own sense of who I am as a woman mm -hmm. and how I express myself sexually and how I embrace my sexuality. So that's really my passion is really getting people to sort of embrace this part about mm -hmm. you um, and be able to display it in whatever way feels comfortable and brings you pleasure. Hey, Tremaine, do you have anything you want to promote? He's a musician as well. Sometimes we'll promote his music. Um, no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. No, I got I got a session on Tuesday, but I don't want to <laughs> say nothing yet. I'm excited, so I'm not gonna do that. All right. Well, I just want to thank Anna for coming on. I think no we had it. Thank, thank you. you thank you. Me. Did you have fun at least a little bit? I, I did. I did. You guys are a riot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> about sex in the Thank you again for watching that YouTube clip. If yeah, yeah. others like it, remember that like and subscribe button. If you have questions for us, go to our website and you can find our email, lovingthemone at gmail.com. You can also see other YouTube clips, highlights, previews to other clips, and behind-the-scenes features. If you want to listen to our podcast, go to anywhere where you listen to your podcast. And you can find Love and Then What There.